And I'll tell you what, it's not always the most uplifting topic to talk about, but it feels really good to have it done, have it done right, and know that whatever happens, whoever's around, who's ever there or not there, it's taken care of, it's covered, and if you get sick, the right people will be able to care for you the way they need to, and when you pass away, things will go the way they need to. It's very liberating. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Welcome back in to Complete Estate Planning. I'm Ben George along with Nick Rosenbauer, estate planning attorney and the owner of Rosenbauer Law Office today. Talking about a topic that I think is going to uh, probably draw some attentions from people, and that's estate planning for families without children. Because I, when I think estate planning, the first thing I think is, you know, Nick, I, I have a kid now, I started a family, now it's time for me to start thinking about my estate plan, right? I don't think you think about it as much without children, at least not when you're younger, maybe. But there is still a lot to be accomplished in the estate planning process for families without children. You're, you're exactly right, Ben. And you hit the nail on the head. Um, for my younger families, the trigger to get estate planning done is they look at, you know, new baby, multiple children, what have you, and there's a sense of responsibility, okay? You, you look at it and say, oh, shoot, what, what happens to them if something happens to us? Because you are responsible for caring for your child, um, and that's why people are doing it. It's a selfless act. You know, it's part of it's an obligation. Um, if you, I don't like to use that word, but that's basically what it is. It's an obligation um, to get this taken care of and to get it taken care of the right way. And obviously, if you don't have children or someone who you are charged with taking care of, that trigger doesn't happen. Um, right. So that's usually where you're exactly right. That's usually when the light bulb goes off or the aha moment. But even if you have no children um, or you have no one who relies on you, there you are still going to die. Okay, so this, so what is left needs to be managed by someone. It still needs to go somewhere. And also, you still need to be able to be cared for uh, if you get sick, regardless of whether you have children or not. And, you know, I'll, you know this is kind of in jest, but we, um, we moved my two-year-old out out of the crib to the big boy bed Uh-oh. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, okay. you know where I'm going with this. And he can get out of the big boy bed, unlike the crib. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so there have been a couple nights, you know, and I, I love it, but there have been a couple nights when I said, man, it would be nice to not have children tonight <laughs> where he gets out of, where he wakes up at 11 o'clock at night, 2 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, and he can escape. There's nothing stopping him. So he's been getting out of bed, opens his door, come across the hall, opens our door, and you know he's hold, he's got his pacifier and he's holding his Mickey stuffed animal. So he's <laughs> cute enough, and I think it's good defense because we can't get too mad at him because he's so darn cute. Yeah. And he just wants one of us, and it's really creepy when you're asleep and then all of a sudden you get stirred awake and 
it's dark and this figure is staring right at you <laughs> from about oh, a foot man. away from you the bed um yeah Oh boy! So I'll be we're going down that road to... soon, Nick. So I'm gonna have to uh, talk to you. I was gonna ask her: that. Are you are 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 you there yet, or, or still in the crib? <laughs> we're not. No, we're not. We're still in the crib. So uh, oh, we, we've we've talked you. about that next step, and uh, we're not we're not in a rush to get there. But I know it's got to happen at some point. So we'll have to discuss best best strategies with you offline. Well, it didn't start out well. Um, the first time we did it, he had to. He just kept getting back out. It was like a wind-up toy. So we took one-hour shifts where we would just sit there, and I would pick him up, put him back in bed, love you, night-night, you know, give him a hug, shut the door, walk through the hall to our door, shut our door, and he immediately gets out. And by the time I get back into bed, he's out again, and... We did it for about three and a half hours straight, and we took hour-long shifts. And I just started sitting there right outside his door because <laughs> I said, why am I walking this far? Right. I'm kidding myself if I'm thinking I'm going to get some sleep. And he st- he finally figured it out. He would open the door just to peep, and he would look <laughs> to see if it was me or if it was my wife. <laughs> and then he would shut it and just stand there and wait a minute. And I and I had the baby monitor, so I knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And he would open it again, and we just, oh, oh boy. But he's he's getting there. He's getting better Good. now. Good. Um, but it was this newfound freedom for him, yep. and he loves it. But he was too big for the crib. He was trying to jump out of the crib, um, and the pediatrician told us when he's jumping to where, and he would jump and kind of try to scale the crib wall. Like he yeah. would jump, and basically his waist or his stomach is hanging over on the crib wall and he could flip out and really hurt himself. Right. And they said, when the crib doesn't keep him in anymore, you got to let the wild boy roam free. So we're, <laughs> there you are. we're having fun with that, but I love him. Um, I don't want anyone to assume otherwise, but uh, yeah, let's, let's talk. Uh, if you don't have to worry about that, yeah. how's, how's that for a transition, <laughs> exactly. right? <Ben? laughs> and maybe he'll get to listen to this episode one day when he's older and hear about this, hear this story. That'd be great. But yeah, oh. let's, let's focus on the task at hand and that is estate planning for families without children. We're going to take a look at this from two different angles. One, you know, if you are a younger family, maybe, or a family that is still considering having children and might in the future, what do you, how do you approach that? Or are you a family without children and you're not going to have children at all? Um, what is the uh, approach to estate planning that way? So let's start with the uh, the former first, Nick, the possibility of children. Let's say you are a family that is thinking about it. You aren't sure yet, or maybe you will at some point. You're just kind of waiting for the right time. How do you approach that from a estate planning perspective? Uh, exactly. And I think this is probably the most common, especially with my young families. Um, either they don't have children yet, or maybe they have a child, but there's a possibility of more. Um, and, and I've had so many, oh my goodness, it drives me nuts. So many of the families that we help came into my office with a will that, you know, some, or some junk document or maybe nothing uh, that they got done when their first child was born out of that obligation. The attorney never called him, never talked to him again. They now have four kids, and three of them, the, 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 the second, second, third, and fourth kid are not even named, and they're cut out. So, you know, goes back to what we talk about, about updates and checkups. But you can, if you know what you're doing, you can future-proof this and hedge your bets. So... It covers future children, even though they aren't here yet and may never be here. 
So that's what we do for our families. My wife and I, our plan simply has a, a distribution equal shares to our children, however many we have when we die. Okay, and that's not that hard to do. So if we have our one child, it would go to him. If we have four kids, it divides four ways. So there's no harm in doing that. And that can be done easily, and it doesn't require you to update every single time, you know, we have a child. Or, you know, because the last thing you want is something happens, you have a child you don't remember to go see the attorney, and then your youngest son or youngest daughter is cut out. Okay, bad idea. So um, the best way to do it, a good attorney will future-proof this and include future children or grandchildren. Uh, Sometimes people, like my like my family, they like the grand. My dad likes the grandkids more than he likes the kids now, which makes sense, and that's not uncommon, um, whether that's good or not. So you can future proof that. Couple things you need to do: you got to put some thought into that, okay? Uh, especially if you don't have children, more so than if you have children and a lot of grandchildren. You know, Ben, if you were a sixty-year-old couple, you had five kids, sixteen grandkids. And the, the likelihood that there'll be no kids, no grandkids around when you pass, eh, it's pretty low. Um, but mm-hmm. right now, if you have a young family or a situation with either no kids or you have one child, but if she's in the car with you guys, the whole family could theoretically get wiped out altogether. You need to put some more thought into your backups and your what-ifs. Also, I think it's a good idea to put in If we have children, the plan goes to them. But if we don't have children, here's the way it goes. So a lot of my young professionals who maybe don't have children, we, you know, and they'll come in and they'll say, oh, we don't have kids, so let's give everything to our siblings or our nieces and nephews. Well, why wouldn't we put something in there that says if we have kids, our kids get taken care of. But if we don't have kids, here's the backup. Okay, so there's a way to hedge your bets. And then also, I think it's really good to talk to people if, you know, they have children, but they could have more. Okay, don't, you know, Ben, for the listeners, you probably know Ben has has one daughter. Ben's plan should not say 100% to his daughter. Okay, because then if he has more kids, they're cut out. Okay, so future proof it to where if they don't have any more kids, Ben's daughter gets everything as she probably should. But if there's more kids, they're cut in too, 50-50, a third, a third, a third, what have you. Okay, so you can anticipate this, and your attorney should say, well, what if you have kids? Or what if you have more kids? How does that play out? And also, what if you don't have kids? Or what if you don't have more kids? How does that play out? Good attorney should cover both instances in your plan right now, as opposed to saying, call me when you have kids, and I'll redo everything for you. One, because they're just taking extra money because they don't need to. And maybe I'm the world's worst salesman, and I should just tell everyone that too. (laughs) But also, it's not safe. It's not safe because, you know, know as well as I do, most of these people come in, they say, yeah, um, I did my will in 1998 when my first son was born. We've had three kids since then. We never updated it. Okay, so you can't guarantee that that's going to happen. And how stupid is it to put the onus on... What, are you going to put the onus on the family to do the legal work instead yep. of the attorney? What the heck are you paying them for? 
So I think you need to hedge your bets and cover both what-ifs because they're not out of the realm of possibility. So why not cover all situations up front? Yeah, absolutely. So that's your that's the scenario if you don't have kids but are considering to have kids. Now, there are plenty of people that decide they don't want to have kids, right? They don't want to be waking up in the middle of the night. They can't have children, whatever the reason <laughs> is, right? There's plenty of reasons not to have children for people. But um, that is the case for a lot of people. So what are you thinking about? What are some of the, the steps in the process for estate planning without children here? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of scenarios there. Either they decide they don't want kids, maybe unfortunately they're not able to have kids, or maybe they've had children who, you know, God forbid, have passed away. But, you know, you'll have a 60-year-old couple sitting here, no chance of having kids um, or what have you. And then there's no default answer. And so it gets a little tougher here than it does for just about everyone. So we have to look at a couple different things as far as the inheritance. Who do you care about? Who deserves it? Or who needs it? Maybe there's a combination of all three. Maybe those are those numbers are the same. Maybe those answers are different. Um, but there's no default answer all to the kids or the grandkids. Okay, so we need to look a little outside at who needs it, who deserves it, or who we care about. Typically, uh, the two most common things that I'll see is other family members, maybe siblings, parents, nieces, or nephews, or great nieces or nephews, especially if they're cute. Um, that's one of the big ones. Uh, and the other one, uh, I see a lot of people, maybe they'll have a an organization or a charitable cause that they uh, are very strongly involved in and feel uh, very passionate about. So we'll have people look into some outright donations to church charity. Um, my old high school alumni association, as long as they promise to rename the soccer field after me, you know, something like that. I don't right. know. Um, and then sometimes, depending on wishes, I've had people set things up that are kind of ongoing, maybe like a fund or a foundation or some sort of an ongoing scholarship. You know, if you don't want to give $100,000 outright to your high school, but you want to create a fund or a scholarship ongoing, if you will, and, you know, a $5,000 scholarship each year to be awarded in your name to a student who, you know, came from your town or, you know, from a a student who has financial need or someone who's an entrepreneur or what have you. So I've had people do kind of ongoing, you know, almost like a legacy building gift uh, to an organization as opposed to just an outright check. Less common here, but sometimes we have some close family friends, um, some people we really care about, not related by blood, but, you know, we care about them. They've been good to us. That's something to consider as well. Usually it's a combination uh, of the three. Um, I think uh, other extended family members are most common, and charitable uh, organizations are probably second. Sometimes people have friends that they care about as well. That's less common, but that's usually what we're that's usually what we're looking at. Um, if there's no children and there's no, you know, there, there, there's no what if uh, children in the future, and it's all about what's important to you, because there's no default. You don't owe anything to anyone. Okay, like you were, I'm trying to think of the best way to say it's Ben, Ben, you as a father are responsible for taking care of your family. Right. Okay, just part of the deal. So unless you really, really dislike your daughter, you pass away, your wife passes, you pass away, your wife needs to be taken care of. You both pass away, your daughter, 
needs to be taken care of. What if you have no obligations? Yeah. Okay. That's then it's then then it's a luxury. It's a bonus at that point because you don't have any obligations to anyone. So that's when we're looking at the other family members, organizations, etc. But it's not as cut and dry. Now you it's freeing. You have the freedom to go wherever the heck you want with this. But at the same time, there's tougher decisions to make. But you know, basically the world is your canvas, if you will. Those are the ways it can go, and it all depends on what your priorities are. And I'm assuming if somebody doesn't have like an idea of how they want to, what they want to do with their money yet, this is part of the process you maybe just walk them through too, right? Just kind of take them through the different options, other experiences with clients that you've had before that might kind of drum up some ideas for them. Exactly, and, and you have to. A good attorney has to. So that's part of the advice, part of the counsel. So I don't have children. Where can it go? Well, you have other family members, you have friends, or you have organizations. Right. And a lot of times it's a combination. And, and again, depends on what the priorities are, but you're exactly right. So a good attorney should walk you through these options, how it plays out in real life. They're more of a tour guide, though, than anything else. Okay, I'm not here to write a prescription, give orders, and tell people, give all your money to your siblings. And it's not my job, okay? They decide what happens with their money and their family and their wishes. A good attorney is going to be a tour guide here, give you all the options, give you a map, um, and let you know so you and your family can make an informed, good decision here. Um, so again, attorney's here to help, and they should lay this all out. But the final decision, if you will, and you know, if I use the old Regis Philbin, who wants to be a millionaire game show, you know, I'll ask you for, is that your final answer? And ultimately it's on them, but a good attorney is going to help you out and be a tour guide. Gotcha. Well, some definitely some things to consider. Um, so if you don't have children, just know that it's still a priority that you get an estate plan in place. Um, and if you are thinking about children, it is a good, it is a good time to get it done and be prepared for that. In the event that it does happen, there are some things you can do. So you don't necessarily have to wait until you have children to say, okay, let me just, let me just wait till that happens. Then we'll build something out. You can actually future proof it as Nick talked about. So if you do want to ask more questions, find out more about this planning process, uh, you can find Nick online. CincinnatiEstatePlan.com is the website. There you're going to find a lot of resources on the website, like Ohio's Complete Guide to Estate Planning uh, and much more. But you'll find the schedule button, schedule a call right there with Nick on the front. You can click that. It'll take you right to the option to, to schedule a time and sit down with Nick and start going through this process. It's important for anyone, kids or no kids, to, to have this in place and, and protect the, the ones you love. And you know, allow you to, to pass on a legacy to someone if that's important to you. Um, but you can always call Nick directly as well at 513-463-6789. Nick, thanks for taking us through this. Uh, again, as always, some good information. And you know, I, I encourage anyone that wants to learn more about estate planning to please subscribe to the show and also tell a, a friend or family member about the show, pass the word uh, and let them know about these episodes so they can find a lot more on this process. Cause it, there's a lot of questions that people have. This is not a, a common conversation that people have as estate planning. So it's good to go through this podcast and learn a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of moving parts and my, I may have told you this before, uh, Ben, my wife uh, has a Christmas tree ornament. She thinks she's funny. It says lawyers <laughs> complicating the simple um, and some people, some people may roll their eyes about it, but I think it's good if we're going to do this to do it right. Okay. So we have a lot of what ifs, a lot of decisions and 
You need someone who knows what the heck they're doing to walk you through this so you get it right. Um, And I'll tell you what, it's not always the most uplifting topic to talk about, Mm -hmm. but it feels really good to have it done, have it done right, and know that whatever happens, whoever's around, who's ever there or not there, it's taken care of, it's covered, and if you get sick, the right people will be able to care for you the way they need to, and when you pass away, things will go the way they need to. It's very liberating. Okay, so kids, no kids, grandkids, no grandkids, money, you know, plenty of money, no money. Someone needs to care for if you get sick and if you pass away, what you do have needs to go somewhere. So I I encourage you, go to the website, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com, click the button, schedule a quick uh, 15-minute time for us to talk, and I'll go over, answer any questions that you have, and we'll see what we can do to get you started. Yep, and hopefully you will be on a full night's rest, Nick. Uh, by that point, oh, getting, yeah, getting <laughs> oh boy, boy, absolutely. He's go. he's been he's been doing better this week, and, and I guess that's why the Lord invented caffeine. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, we're we're getting we're getting we're getting better as as the day goes on. And I've also learned the more he plays outside, the more I wear his butt out. Yep. You know, playing um, over the weekend or in the evening the more likely is that he just face plants in bed and doesn't move <laughs> for 12 hours. So we're we're getting there slowly but surely. And um, if you would have called me about two and a half weeks ago, there were a couple days where I would have been a little rough uh, if I hadn't had my caffeine. But uh, we're, we're getting there. We're rocking and rolling. Outstanding. We'll look forward to getting another update from you soon. But in the meantime, please subscribe to the show. Complete estate planning. We'll talk to you again on the next episode. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.